0: Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Pro Vocal Artist podcast, which is all about helping singers unlock who they are as artists to write music, release music, record music, work with a producer, market themselves online and everything else that goes with it. If you would like mentorship from me, make sure you check the link below. Today, I have put together a bunch of questions that you can ask yourself to get a little bit clearer on what your identity is as an artist. But can I preface these questions, first of all, with the reality that your artist identity will emerge over time as you create? The more you write music, the more you collaborate with other musicians, other writers, other producers, other singers, the more you experience being an artist, being a singer, being a writer in the doing, your identity is going to emerge through that. The more you start uh, posting stuff on social media and seeing what stuff gets a response what stuff doesn't get a response what stuff you enjoyed making what stuff you didn't enjoy making so much of this identity work is actually in the doing because we're going to get quite heady now as we think about these ideas but I also feel like it's important to do the internal work the the like soul searching of artist identity and that's what we're going to do today and I find it really fun I'm going to use myself oh <laughs> as an example but this is kind of vulnerable you know um like when you're answering these questions for yourself know that you don't have to share it with anyone ever but I'm going to share mine with the internet and be as candid as I possibly can because I think it's helpful to hear somebody else answer the questions or just hear like how my thought process works when I'm answering these questions let's do it what content do you consume a lot so when you think about being on Instagram, being on YouTube. So, you know, a lot of your time is probably going into consuming content. We're all consuming content every day. When I thought about the content that I tend to gravitate towards, I'm either gravitating towards an interest of mine, a hobby of mine, which is comedy. And then um, usually motivation. I'm looking for like some kind of inspiring... Um, insightful conversation podcast that I'm going to learn something from and that's going to motivate me. Yeah, I, I really like personal development and being the best version of myself that I possibly can be. So I want you to think about the content that you consume. Maybe you're addicted to watching people put on their makeup or you are obsessed with, you know, glute exercises or I don't know what you might watch on YouTube or Instagram, but I want you to write down what kind of content do you consume regularly what mood do you soundtrack for so when you're going to spotify and whether you're on the train you're walking you're in the gym what are you what's the mood that you're trying to like what we're always trying to change our state and music is a great state changer are you more of like a reflective pensive like get into your feelings kind of person i'm sure it'll vary but In this season of your life right now, what do you see as the trend? For me, the trend is definitely, I go for EDM almost all of the time at the moment. And I'm usually looking to like feel pumped, feel uplifted, feel determined, feel like joyous. And the genre tends to be EDM. I want you to think about what mood you're playlisting for, soundtracking for. The next question is, what deeply moved you recently? Have you teared up recently? Has something really touched you, really resonated with you recently? I think for me, it was actually last night um we had a call for our final or was our final call of the latest co-writing session that we did with Pro Vocal Artists. So we bring in producers from another company and um we get them to work with our artists and they all write a song, one one song a week for four weeks. Anyway, I was just really moved by um, what they made, how they've cooperated together, how lovely and decent everybody is in the group, and um, there was a couple of people who, you know, you would presume. I don't know there was a lot of people that took me by surprise in terms of their kindness and their softness and their supportiveness to each other and I was just like oh this moves the shit out of me oh my god um because I think I've always since I was a child wanted to have community like that's something that I had a conversation with a uh, a friend of mine who's a wonderful mindset coach and she said I was always the girl in school that people would come to um, with their you know deepest darkest secrets with their problems with their worries with their concerns and I was the one that everyone would confide in and I was like I was not her <laughs> nobody confided in me um but but I was definitely the girl that people looked towards for like let's go do this here I have an idea I'm going to organize the thing we should do this thing together so I've always been trying to spearhead a community activity even I remember when I was nine years old I set up a, a club called the adventure club it was for my road and was for any kids that lived on my road I made badges for everyone I made posters I was trying to Raise money for a shed so that we could go into this shed and like plan games. And like, I was really <laughs> into that. So, I want you to find out what really resonated with you, moved you recently, because I think that you have some evidence there to what matters to you. We're, we're really seeking what means something to you in this process, what you value. The next thing is, what do people find weird about you? I. I think there's like a couple of things. I feel like I make people uncomfortable with my honesty about myself. Sometimes I tend to reveal some of my darker motivations that people are like, "Whoa!" (laughs) But I'm like, we all think that like we are this, right? Um. Anyway, so I think that my honesty can be a bit jarring for people sometimes. I think I enjoy a bit of shock factor as well. So that's going to be my answer. And I tend to give people like secondary cringe when I share things, like overshare things. What are you self-conscious of? So that's the next question. What are you self-conscious of? The thing that comes straight into my mind is my height. I've always been self-conscious of my height. I'm um I'm five foot nine, 175 centimeters, and I grew up in a household where nobody was above five foot two. <laughs> and I was called in a very loving, affectionate way, the tall girl. And I was like, oh, bruh. anyway, I ended up meeting uh, the other side of my family, my dad's family later in life. They're all tall. And I was like, oh, I fit in here. But I never felt like I fit into my family. Um, and a lot of my friends were shorter than me. So I think I've always felt a little bit odd being tall. Now, in my later years, I'm, you know, I embrace it and I like it and I enjoy having presence and um, being tall, but it's definitely something that I'm self-conscious of and aware of. And I think it, it spills into different things in, in my personality. Um, like I'm very careful about, I don't ever want to look clumsy. Um, so I don't wear clothing that's clumsy looking or, um, flouncy or baggy or shoes that are too clunky I always like things to be quite streamlined and tailored and I think that comes down to my fear of coming across a bit clumsy so that's something that I'm self-conscious of now there's definitely more layers to peel back there and there's more insights to gain there uh feel free to kind of dive and if you want to dive on any of these questions because like some of these questions might be dead ends for you you might be like yeah, that's not interesting But something you will answer will be quite interesting to you and if it is interesting to you I want you to follow that curiosity and ask why 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 keep asking why on that particular answer okay so that brings me on to describing my perfect outfit so like what is my style You've got to think about what you wear in the world as like your sandwich board of your brand as a person like hey this is who I am. I don't love patterns although it's hard to find a dress if I want to wear a dress without a bit of a pattern in it but I don't love a lot of stuff going on. I like things to be really fitted and tailored and um, the strong color I don't like anything I suppose I'm self-conscious as well about getting older and I don't think I wear the more mumsy look well I don't feel like I pull that off very well I like things to be kind of timeless I like wearing like you know a striped top or a white cardigan or something that just looks like you can you could wear it every year not out of like frugality just out of I don't know this I like the classiness of that I think I go for things that look rich or look chic yeah and then and the the clumsy thing I was telling you but I don't like anything to look too flouncy on me um I don't think I have the frame for that so that's what I like about my outfit and like what does that say to the world I like the world to see me as like a together person you know in control um but still like very proud and bold and confident and out there and professional um, but still approachable yeah but not messy very like organized looking and disciplined looking yeah so then what do people admire about me I've had the feedback that people admire my positivity that like you know if something really crap happens you will not hear me Talk about it being crap. You will hear me finding some positive in it. I rarely, in fact, I'm very sensitive to catastrophizing language. If if I hear somebody being very catastrophic about something that's not a catastrophe at all, like most things in life are not catastrophic, and if I hear somebody saying this is abysmal, this is desperate, this is terrible, this is horrendous, this is a disaster. that's triggering for me I find that really draining and I'm like this this is there's no need for this and I also just I'm I think I'm really aware of the um destructiveness of that <laughs> that sounds like catastrophizing language now but I, I'm really aware of the negative impact that can have on somebody psychologically if they use a lot of that very catastrophizing language next question is if you were to write a book what would you write a book about the one topic that you could only leave the world with in the form of a book. What would it be? My answer to this is alignment and finding your voice. It's just really what we're doing here today. Is we're trying to figure out your voice and just the intersection of who you are as a person and and maybe the art that you want to create and put out into the world or the work that you want to do or the meaning you want to create with your life. Um, and that to me is alignment, and that's really fascinating to me as an entrepreneur, as a coach, um, as a a former artist potentially in the future artist currently not identifying as an artist so that's me but have a think about what book you would write what's something that what's a subject matter that really matters to you or that you know is something that you feel like is a story that you need to tell that nobody else can tell And that might coincide with the the answer to the question that you had about what recently really moved you, you know? I think that there could be some link there. The next thing, style of music. This is interesting. I really like this question. So, like, what is your style of music? If you're, you know, producing, releasing music, what kind of music would you like to release? I have written here folk, jazz, and EDM. And I think if I could do a combination of all three of those things, I would love that. I would so love that. I want to avoid, and I want you to write down what, what kind of genre of music would you avoid. I I personally, but I don't know if I can escape it, want to avoid more kind of soul R&B sounds. But I I don't know. It's so ingrained in me. I've listened to so much of it. But I think I've gotten to this tipping point of that style of music where I'm like, it's rare that I actually really enjoy I like I find a very authentic performance of that because I think it's very obvious or cliched almost for singers who really like singing good and having good quality technique and all of that um are going to gravitate towards Genres like soul and R and B, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know, I'm finding it, and and jazz, I don't like to sound too jazzy. So for me, as a as a vocal as a vocal line, I'd love to be compared, um, to I would I would love to be kind of categorized as a more of a folky type singer, um, that maybe has some American jazz influences in there, And um, but I think the jazz side of things for me is more in the harmony. I like not over the top but just a little bit of jazz harmony in the arrangement but like the music that I consume all the time is EDM and I because I, I'm always looking for the feeling and the energy and the production value of that music and I think that the great producers in the same way that the great singers are drawn are attracted to making soul R and B style music, I think great producers are drawn to making EDM music. So you tend to find the really high production value artists, producers in those genres. So I'm like, oh, I'd like to collide together my folk jazz approach with like an EDM producer and probably a jazz arranger, music director, pianist. Kind of that would be like such a dreamy album to make what does writing music give you what what do you get from the process of it and for me it is actually processing my thoughts and exploring you know exploring sides of myself that i don't get to explore and i think a side to me that i don't explore very often because i'm this very positive enthusiastic idealistic go-getter as a person in my day-to-day life I find it hard to be sad and music is a really good way for me to be sad and to explore sadness regret remorse sorrow I don't know what other word melancholy all the sad things and be introspective about about my life and about who I am and how I feel so that's what I get from music. And I think that that's a really, really interesting question because what many of you are going to find is this incongruency of who you are as a person in your day-to-day life and who you want to express or how you want to express yourself in your music because your music is providing an outlet potentially, not always, sometimes they're like absolutely transposed on top of each other, but you're I think your music is providing you an outlet to express a part of your personality that the that your day to day life is not kind of allowing for or giving you the platform or opportunity to. So an example of a character like that, you know. Like Lewis Capaldi, such a clown, such a kind of um, extroverted, funny man, uh, light hearted, but then very, very sad, painful, deep feelings being processed in his music and expressed in his music. So I think that those um, contradictions can exist in in the brand of you as an artist. Okay, next question. Who are you jealous of? I'm jealous of Catherine Ryan. Now, I'm more inspired than I am jealous, but I think jealousy is just like a negative version of inspiration, like um, I think Mel Robbins says, jealousy is just blocked inspiration. So Catherine Ryan, I would love to be her. I think she's so cool. I think she's kind of inspired me to do what I'm doing right now, you know, to just be able to switch on the camera and talk off the cuff about what I'm fascinated about at the moment, and she's really cool because she's always so she's really fascinated by like popular culture, and she's always very on topic. But I really admire her. I love the way she can articulate things. I love the way she thinks. I like her view on the world. I like her um, as she kind of self describes herself as being very audacious and kind of spicy about things, and uh, very ballsy, but just so witty and intelligent. Uh, but, uh, but witty and intelligent about really like basic topics like really dumb topics like she can be so intellectual about Love Island and the Kardashians you know <laughs> so love her and I also really am inspired by Joanne I'm slightly jealous of Joanne McNally I think she's developing such an amazing career I think her um, podcast is is wonderful my therapist ghosted me and so yeah she's so quick oh my god I would love to be aspire to be either of those two women. Okay, now finally, we're going to round everything up. When we look back on all of our answers, and remember I said some of these answers could have been like dead ends, not relevant. Some of them could could have been really enlightening and you unpacked them. But I want you to kind of surmise from all of this processing that you've just done, what do you think will be the function of the music that you release the art that you make what function can you see it play or what function do you see yourself playing as a brand as a personal brand online or you know in the public eye but I think the word that's really sticking out for me is emboldening people like I really want to like I kind of want to be that person that pushes you off the diving board and you're like oh my god and you go into the water and you you surface from the water and you're like thank you and I'm like Good, grand. So I, I like giving people that push forward in the direction of their goals. I love helping people get unstuck. In fact, I find it triggering when things are like taking somebody too long and they're overthinking things. I'm like, stop, just do it. Go, go, go. So that's, I feel like my purpose um, and my function as a coach and as a person online. And then but if I'm making music I don't feel like it's the same thing music like we were saying what does writing music give me it gives me an opportunity to process thoughts that I don't get to process or process feelings that I don't get to process in my day-to-day life that are more sad melancholic introspective so for me my music I don't I feel uncomfortable not uncomfortable I feel inauthentic unless I'm doing like very kind of emotionally raw, introspective type lyric. That's the only thing that makes sense for me. I've tried like quirky, lighthearted type lyric. I've tried, you know, being cool. I've tried sometimes the sexy thing works for me a little bit. I can do sexy music a little bit. It's either like mate and call music or it is very emotional, raw deep introspective stuff lyric lyric wise for me so I feel like that's what my music will be about and I would love to package it as EDM with some jazz harmony and I would like for my vocal to be compared to more of like a folk inspired vocal um even though there will be some inflections of soul and r b in there yeah because I just feel too clumsy to do cool music and I feel too honest to be cabaret about music or to be like surf superficial about it and I'm too self-aware to be trendy or cliched so they're all things that are going to put me in an alternative path and I'm going to accept that because I'm on that alternative path I'm very much narrowing my niche and my audience but I'll hopefully have like still a really solid audience um, even though it'll be niche so then image I think I want you to think about okay what's the image what's going to be the image look back on everything that you've discussed here when I boil my image down I think like kind of girly I don't like anything too wacky too outrageous um, but it is a bit more casual or in the direction of urban I'm not wearing like stiletto heels and bodycon dresses I'm much more kind of casual than that and then my fan base which is a hard question. Who's the fan base? Who are the people who are going to want to listen to this music and want to um, follow me on Instagram and, you know, get to know me and connect with me? I think that for music now, I, I'm, I'm clear enough on who it is and who I serve as a, a vocal coach, as a music coach, as an artist coach. But if I was to kind of put myself into the shoes of an artist, I'm imagining because of the, the genres are going to be very indicative of the, you know, because we do tend to like you know I'm I'm very stuck in this I just play EDM in my headphones at the moment so I do think if I'm going to make EDM music I have to accept that I'm going to be attracting a, a crowd that are into EDM because there's some people that are like Ugh, don't like it right but I'm thinking it's probably going to be a music college crowd so they went to music college or art some kind of arts college but they're into, um, they kind of appreciate EDM and, and production and modern, modern style production and music. But they're artsy types, you know, and that's what I'm kind of accepting of there. Now, let's come back and remember what I said at the beginning of this video. This is all just, you know, imagination, your best guess, some exploration, some deeper thinking. The proof is in the pudding, in the making. Your identity will reveal itself through songwriting. Can I just really underline to you how important it is for you to just write music for the sake of writing and finishing music? If you can collaborate with other artists who can help you see yourself from a different perspective, please do that and just make as much as possible. Who you are as an artist will be revealed to you through that process, but there is no harm in also being thoughtful about it, you know, and being more self-aware and having just a deeper self-understanding so that you can always feel like you're in alignment because different parts of you will pull you out of alignment and what I mean by that is there might be a people-pleasing side to you that is in a certain music circle who starts conforming to that music circle and the ideals of that music circle and then you come you get pulled out of alignment with who you want to be as an artist when you just spend this time on your own reflecting on it there may be a scarce worried like little inner child version of you who feels like you need to make the music really popular and you need to have a big hit, like somebody like Taylor Swift. Um, do not, there's no point writing music unless it's going to be a hit, right? And that side of you starts drawing you towards that objective. Come back here again to when you were quietly on your own, reflecting on who you want to be, what alignment is, these different parts of you are going to pull you out of alignment and it's very hard to return back to alignment if you don't even know what alignment is. So uh, that's why I want you to do this exercise. But then I also encourage you to not get stuck in your head about it and to go out and make and do and create and explore and evolve and allow your artist identity to be revealed to you through that process with self-understanding so I hope this podcast was helpful for you today take your time go through the questions please let me know if you have any questions or any um, epiphanies that you'd like to share with us in the comments below let's start the conversation there there are other videos like this about artist development on my channel so make sure you check them out Um, and if you want to hear more like this please let me know in the comments and I look forward to chatting to you in the next podcast okay bye